Right, okay, let's check these edit notes and see what we've got. What the fuck is this? Ugh. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no, I, I clapped and then it, it, whilst my hand was flailing about, I almost uh, tipped my Kentucky mule all over the desk. But fortunately, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very professional podcast we got going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all professional now, so it has to be. So I think this is the first time we can officially say, hi, welcome to Podcasting is Praxis. And it's the free one. You're here without the paywall. I feel bad that we, as soon as we turn pro, that we are stealing trash future bits. Even though Riley was on the last episode or on the That's premium true. episode, That's we're true. not we're not stealing it. He's he's lent it to us. We've been given a loan. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I, I mortgaged the uh, the Patreon payments to Riley over a significant number of years, but that's all right. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Oh, is is that to pay for your fancy plate dinners then? If you want to get that joke, you need to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> yes, we did actually put out. Uh, a quite good episode, if I do say so myself. So do subscribe to the Patreon, where our first ever premium episode is now available. Go to patreon.com forward slash praxiscast for the low, low price of five quid a month, or ten quid if you're generous, or 500 quid if you're Elon Musk. Elon, come on the pod. Or at least come on the Patreon, so we can buy more biscuits. Did you just knock over a load of Skittles? <laughs> no, it's the coaster. the the uh, The condensation on the outside of my Kentucky Mule makes the coaster stick yeah. to the glass. I've got to be honest, Rob. The more I hear about this fucking Kentucky Mule, the more grief it seems to be causing. I'm just waiting for you to waiting for you to pour it all over your fucking keyboard like the clown you so clearly are. I'm beginning to think that if Rob was recording this in an actual bowling alley, it would be less of an interruption. To be honest, yeah, fucking hell, mate. Well, I did, did like tip a whole mug of coffee over my desk like half an hour before we started recording the preview <laughs> episode. So while riding a unicycle and playing a jaunty tune, I assume. Yes, certainly. <laughs> well, and how else is he meant to get around Cursed Castle at any appreciable speed? Uh, with a litter, I presume. <laughs> yes, but borne aloft by my undead servants. Dearing me. Uh, anyway, so is there an actual episode here? Rob? Yeah, why not? There's also, I think, there's an actual episode. Uh, shall we start well, with to some... go to go with the juggling? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, now the first thing was something that you uh, you posted, James, uh, about remote heating units. Um, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> this is in parts of the US are undergoing quite a catastrophic heat wave right now, but don't worry about that. That's perfectly fine and normal to have that this early in the season. Um, catastrophic means good, right? Yeah, catastrophic. Or am I remembering means, my English wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's only uh, we're mostly through June, and uh, we're already, the US is already close to hitting its hottest ever temperatures, uh, and two hundred local heat records all across the Western US are expected to be broken. Uh, wildfire fires are already out of control in four states, and four more states are expected to have 
catastrophic uh, wildfires probably in the next couple of weeks. So it's good. Uh, feels feels like summer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say, um, Texas is on fire. Uh, and their power grid is failing again. It seems we've got a power grid that can neither function in, you know, extreme cold or extreme heat. It's just got to be, it's, it's a fussy little boy. It's got to be right in the just just warm enough section, but not too cold. <laughs> just, just a giant bear lying in a bed going, I'm too hot, I'm too cold. That'd be quite good, actually. Um, are you Sorry, are you calling Goldilocks a bear? <laughs> yes. Oh, that was well, the... Uh, in, in fairness, in fairness to Rob, it was like you know the mummy bear was the middle one, right? Yeah. Surely, yes. Oh, you you win this one, Rob. <laughs> anyway, because of all this catastrophic heat wave, which is a good heat wave, uh, the electricity use has gone through the roof because everybody's obviously turned their air conditioning unit uh, on, uh, which means that the people who have entered themselves in the Smart Savers Texas plan, um, operated by a company called Energy Hub. Uh, they were given some discounts and uh, they, as far as I understand, they also entered some lotteries or something. And in exchange for this, they got a smart thermostat like Google Nest and sort of digital, you know, smarty pants ones. And they signed an, an agreement for data use, etc. So the energy company could measure the energy use, etc., etc. However, what they only found out in the last couple of days is that buried in there is a clause that allows the company Energy Hub to manipulate your smart thermostats uh, in periods of high energy demand. So they can turn up the temperature in your home remotely to take pressure off the energy grid. Oh, so uh, it's Skynet again, like we were discussing the other week. Excellent. Yes. Skynet, but home br- homegrown. Excellent. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just sign on the dotted line, don't worry about what the small print says. Um, <laughs> the robots may or may not cook you alive in your own home. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's simple. It's Everything's bigger in Texas, including the symptoms of heat stroke. Yeah, uh, uh, they, they spoke to uh, one guy um, whose house, the temperature had been jacked up, uh, the thermostat had been jacked up to 25 degrees Celsius. Ooh, to, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, which was still cooler than the outside, but uh, the guy apparently said that his newborn daughter and his wife were taking a nap, and obviously they needed the, you know, the aircon on to keep cool. But um, Energy Hub and the smart thermostat knew better than them, which, which you know, is, is good news for the future. And this is why we live in a le- neoliberal democracy where we have the smartest people making all of the decisions, oh, including yeah. AI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by definition, it's smart because it's a smart meter, yeah, right? That's how it works. Yeah, and they call it smart, so it must be smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of, of waste and the wonders of the capitalist economy, I don't know if you guys saw this thing. This was from ITV News, I think, yesterday by Richard Pallett, a uh, new report that uh, on Amazon. Oh, is this about Amazon? Yeah, this is about Amazon. Did I've you got to say, that guy's, just... name, that guy's name is extremely appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Richard Pallet. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be like Terry Landfill or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well fill in the landfill with Pallet sounds like. Go on, Rob. Um, so Amazon, in at least one warehouse uh, distribution set that we know of, one of 24 in the UK, uh, have been ex- destroying surplus stock, uh, which includes COVID, PPE, uh, you know, good quality masks, laptops, smart TVs, uh, shavers, electric shavers, everything. Um, 
And they do this because they're essentially, they run out of room in the site, especially from the, the subsellers <laughs> they, who have an Amazon-like storefront and they keep their items at the yeah. distribution center because it's obviously cheaper for them. And rather than pay for like return postage when the site gets too full, they just say to Amazon, no, 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 just destroy it. Um, apparently what That's great. Ha- I mean, this is, this is great because it's, I don't think it comes as a surprise to anyone that in order to maintain you know the status quo you cannot you cannot get rid of these things by giving them to people that would use them you have to actually destroy them otherwise you might destabilize some you know like consumer consumer good and people go actually these are extremely cheap yeah well you can't you can't fuck with the market you know what i mean that would be outrageous we'll just we'll just invent a second south america that we can invade for lithium or some shit and it'll all work out in the end well, I mean, look, capitalism has already... South America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, capitalism is already the most efficient way of distributing resources. So, you know, these... Yeah, Distributing yeah, them as, right into the landfill. As, as famously documented in Grapes of Wrath, there are no problems with overproduction in capitalist societies. No, no, no. None. <laughs> Absolutely none. Uh, items, by the way, are sent to a specific destruction zone at the Dunferlin Distribution Center, which sounds very... Yeah, the, little, the little known Sonic the Hedgehog level. <laughs> um, half of them are like still unopened and still in their original wrappers. So it's not like they're just drawing like half manky returns, that, that, you know, or just good quality returns. Um, and if you look at the, the footage, we'll put a link in the show notes, like you can see like... Uh, tubs like not tubs but like huge bins like uh i don't know with a diameter of i think two or three meters about four or five meters high that are just being driven with a lorry load to like a recycling center or simply just a landfill and itv spoke to a former employee and uh they said that the pre that the target when they were working there was to have give or take 130,000 items to the destruction zone every week Every Fucking week. Hell. What I'm hearing is that, like, we should start knocking over these lorries. Mm. <laughs> that can't be, be that a nice hard. little learner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're probably, I, I don't know. I, a part of me thinks there must be some employees who are making out with some pretty good cheap gear. But another oh, you part of me thinks, well, see, you think that, but then the other part of me thinks, yeah, but capitalism wouldn't like it if that was happening so there's probably some very bullshit procedures just designed to like you know how the fucking supermarkets pour bleach on the food they throw out in the skip there's going to be something like that i guarantee you but for the electronic equivalent yeah, yeah but it's like it's like who watches the watchman though on it you know what i mean it's like you just they, they go oh you've got to follow these procedures and you just go yeah all right then and then you steal a bunch of tellies and sign the form that says the procedures were followed yeah well you say that jamie but do you remember when um uh, Sports Direct was like yeah, basically it, frisking frisking employees on their way into work and out of work, mm. and like even and I they mean, weren't being paid well for that time for that either. I mean, Amazon yeah, um, has like those yeah. Total Recall body scanners to make sure you don't make up for the crisp that like fell oh, off. Oh, is the that the, the, are those the, those the fucking the ones that they have in like the airports that like outline your dick and your boobs? I'm not familiar with the particular type of scanner, but that also wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just I'm I'm very happy to see uh, that Amazon is uh, you know still a vastly profit making engine in, that can just throw away hundreds of thousands of perfectly good items. Uh, I should note, by the way, that under current UK legal rules, uh, none of this is illegal. You can just do that; it's fine. The UK government doesn't actually 
tell you to stop that. Even though in France, I think last year they did pass a law that said if you have pro- like perfectly good quality electronics or other products, you're literally not allowed to just bring them to recycling. You have to donate them or like put them to constructive use. You can't. I bring mean, them to are recycling. we again? Again, are we at all surprised that that's the case here? It is all. It is. It, whenever something you know utterly egregiously awful like this happens i'm just like yep that's almost certainly legal and what do you know it is perfectly legal to throw away hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of electronics just because you've run out of space for them yeah they also itv also had like a very quick interview where they put this situation to boris johnson and he said, what do you think about this? Are you going to do anything about it? And he just literally... <laughs> no. <laughs> he No, I mean, he, you know, he did the usual politician thing. It was just like, oh, uh, you know, we'll look into it. I haven't seen the matter. But, like, his entire posture, everything about it, he's just like, he couldn't give a shit. He could just... Fucking just like, Alan Partridge shrug, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it, if, you're to believe, if you're to believe the stories from back when he was at university in a Billingdon club... Like he burnt a fifty-pound note in front of a homeless person, which is a quite a common rite of passage for that society. So, like you know, of course he's not going to give a slightest flying fuck about destruction of assets. You know, he did it to spite the poor, not for profit. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's it's not like we're living on a planet where you know temperatures in the United States are reaching boiling point already, and we're not at the heart of summer yet. So you know, it's fine. We can just continue to extract it out of the ground and make uh, Amazon employees piss in a bottle because otherwise they miss their targets to bring you know items to the destruction zone. It's fine. It's cool. Don't worry See, I, about I, it. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that fifty pound note story as well. I think that's like the sanitized version that they tell everyone and go, oh, "Yeah, we used to burn fifty. I think they used to burn tramps in front of money." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds more their speed you know what i mean boris boris bring the giant owl statue over here just kind of damn it i was literally Jesus. about to make the giant owl joke god damn it james what can i say the mind virus yeah. is, is communal at this point I'm sorry, why is there an owl involved what did oh, i missed it uh, you'll see Alistair's not on as, as toxic a dose as we are. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a, a, a like a get-together of very senior politicians and business leaders every year in, or every other year, in, Behe- so, somewhere in California. Bohemian Grove, it's yeah. called, yeah. And essentially, the bi- it's like a big sort of, F- all the CEOs and other like vampire cunts let their hair down for a few days. And the, the final thing is like a big banquet and like toga party in front of a giant wooden statue of an owl. Oh, I could actually sake. talk to you about all the ritual stuff. It's it's meant to they're meant Have to be emulating care. Uh, yeah, just me in a giant owl costume taking frantic notes, hoping they don't notice that I've snuck in, sort of thing. Uh, no, it's um it's documented online and like is one of my many weird hobbies as I read up on esoterica or rituals and stuff like that. I know a fair bit of Masonic stuff as well, despite not being a Mason. So. But uh, maybe I shouldn't I've, have admitted that on that, record. I've got a feeling that at some point you just say, oh yeah, I am a warlock though. <laughs> <laughs> well, 12, no less. Anyway, no, we, we had a warlock on the podcast, but um, he was replaced by a cop respecter, so. Oh, oh indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it's just good news all around. But the more hilarious part that I want to talk about next is the uh, the amazing results in uh, Cheshire and Amersham. The, the local elections, yes. which is fucking amazing. Uh, where yeah, it Labour, went, really, really, went really, really well for everyone involved. It went extremely well. Labour got, like, not just rinsed, but, like, absolutely hosed out the window 
um, because everybody voted Lib Dem and like they won against all expectation. And Labour got 622 total votes and apparently the local constituency party is 600 members. So they got I their do, own... I got- I do want to say, like, all the fucking, you know, mashed potato brain takes of how this isn't, this is somehow not an unmitigated catastrophe for, like, Keir Starmer's Labour. As though. See, when they, um, when they say that they got 600 members, they don't. It'll be, it'll be the 600 people they're still sending fucking emails to, even though they stopped the direct debit last year. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's just great because, like, how in what way is anyone who's got like two functioning brain cells to rub together can you convey the idea that the main opposition party in England lo- losing its deposit in a seat is good or like nothing to worry about it's fucking insane it proves it proves the tactical voting works <laughs> so like at the next election we'll have all sorts of that shit to contend with won't we I mean I'm just waiting for like Labour's falling vote share and the gradually rising NIP vote share to pass each other, so <laughs> I can like stick my fingers out the window and flip them off, sort of thing. Like it's <laughs> gonna be fun, cool and good. See the problem. The problem with the Lib Dems when there'll be no fucking living with them after this. Do you know what I mean? At the oh, next God, election, yeah, it'll, be like, it'll be like, oh, you've got to do the tactical voting. You know, we know that like fucking you know this party here has like a twenty million seat majority or some shit. But like you know, vote for the Lib Dems. We got one vote last time, but this time we're going to win it because tactical voting. Don't you remember yeah, when that and fucking yeah. dipshit came out with his tiny clown's hammer <laughs> yes. and knocked over a wall? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you, right, can I just take a moment to talk about this because I watched this yeah, yeah, and I was like, are you fucking joking? So we had the Lib Dem leader and we had a big blue wall next oh, to him made there. of like un. <laughs> yeah, like unmortared bricks, except for blue boxes or whatever. And then a tiny yellowish-orange hammer that he used to, like, knock it through. And, like, you know, what kind of incompetent person, when they're setting up this photo op, doesn't just buy a sledgehammer and dunk it in yellow paint to dry? Like, you know, you've got time to set this up. You know you're going to win in advance. You clearly are arranging this photo op. It's got to be a sledgehammer. It's got to be a sledgehammer to at least make it look vaguely kind of like, you know, action orientated and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But instead he's he just, no, we'll just use a hammer, a claw hammer, a wee bitty claw hammer. Do you trust it? Was it, was it a claw hammer? I thought it was just like a little, It was just like, like a, a little yeah. Fisher Price bargain ass hammer. Oh, was it? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I mean, it do you trust... Do you trust some fucking arsehole from the Lib Dems to swing a sledgehammer in a crowded room and not like pick out at least six <laughs> Look, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Lib Dem photo op or bit unless it was extremely cringeworthy prop work. Well, yeah, I suppose. And, and also, like, I suppose. It, 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 another bargain version of something that other parties did better. Because what I was remembering was uh, Boris Johnson driving through another styrofoam wall, but in an actual like truck or. or Digger or whatever the fuck it was with Brexit written yeah, on it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Which was equ- yeah. equally stupid, but a lot more dramatic. Which, yeah, you know. visually appealing at the very least. Yeah, like, it's, it kind of reminded me of Willie Rennie, right? <laughs> it's Willie Rennieism has escaped containment in Scotland and has fled south of the border, but it's a, it's a joyless strain of it, you know? It doesn't it doesn't have the, the sheer naked childlike glee of Willie Rennie's photo shoots. Instead, it's just, oh, we'll, we'll knock through a blue wall on camera. Yeah, sounds good, but it's, you know, it's not going to the racetracks. It's not sitting on a beach in a giant yellow deck chair, an emphasis on giant, reading uh, stories to a crying child until their mother comes and takes them back, you know? 
Yeah. It's not going down a slide with a bunch of terrified-looking yeah, kids. Suppose... It's like, you know, it's... It's not got the joy. It's not yeah. got the whimsy yeah. to it. I, I, I like seeing Willie have a nice time, you know? Mm. <laughs> he just seems very happy, and I like that for him. I genuinely He's do. just glad to be there. Yeah. It's just, he, he feels involved, you know? They gave him a little, you know, next time they're just going to give him like a big lollipop and a sailor's outfit, and it'll just be, he'll fit right in. It'll just be good. I mean, he literally has dressed up as Marty McFly from Back to the Future and posed beside a DeLorean. <laughs> King. Like that's an actual photo shoot that actually happened that they really King. put out, and I'm not hallucinating this. I, I, I thoroughly um, enjoyed it when you were all speaking about that on the uh, first SN, uh, first SNP, first Scott Paul episode. I mean, you know, with the amount we talked about, it might have been the first SNP episode. <laughs> but seriously, like, um, you can contrast that with um, and knocking this wall very shoddily with a child's hammer, and it's just, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's it just not the same. Doesn't have the same vibe. I mean the worst the worst part of the worst part of that fucking photo shoot is the fact that it was a blue wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just yeah. everything's gonna be the fucking the X wall from now till like fucking like the, the till the oceans boil us all. Do you know what I mean? And like it's just such fun. I mean the red wall isn't a thing. Do you know what I mean? I it's mean, it's all contrived bullshit, made up. yeah. Yeah, just but now it's the blue wall and then when like the Tories take that seat back they'll fucking like like do you know what I mean airstrike a yellow wall or some shit and just on it goes forever and until we all die do you know what I mean yeah well there's some new and why can't we just why can't we just skip all the intermediary steps and just fucking like napalm the entire island I mean, I, I am extremely here for the uh, napalm island party however um I wonder what the acronym of that is. Anyway, like, for real, though, um, I actually think the Lib Dems, they had a germ of a good idea there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I see that one just landed. That gag for a moment. I'm just taking yeah. it with it. Okay, sat- uh, the satellite delay to Switzerland there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but I, I think they had a germ of a good idea, because obviously they want to make this into more of an event than it actually is for them. So they're implying, like, their idea is, oh, look, there's this big blue wall that no one has ever been able to break through, and finally we've smashed it. Kind of attempts to add some gravitas to the situation, where in reality it's just, oh, Labour are complete shit. Guess we'll protest vote with the Lib Dems? Yeah, I guess we will. Like, they can't exactly How, campaign what, on that. In what universe would, would this shit add gravitas to any situation? It's like fucking CBeebies version of politics. Do you know what I mean? Like, Bob the Builder's going to get his, like, cartoon hammer and just knock over some boxes. Like, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's not that the Lib Dems are the CBBs of politics. It's for, and I apologize, Rob, but the Lib Dems are the Eurotrash of British politics, yeah, they are. right? That's and I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely yeah, like, correct. The, like, the, the old channel, of, uh, was it Channel 5 or Channel 4? I'm showing my age here. I don't know. I think it was Channel four. 5. Was it Channel 4? Okay. I thought, it was, I thought it was BBC 2, but it definitely predates Channel 5. I know that much, so... Okay. Well, whichever way it is, is that old show doing British politics, No, Eurotrash Euro was Channel 4. The other thing that guy was on was BBC 2. Ah, know, okay. Rapido, maybe, or something? Yeah, it sounds vaguely right. It's a very long time ago here. Yeah. Does he know the anyway. postman? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Eurotrash... Ka-ching! Um, <laughs> Did we even fucking explain that on the pod? No, I, I don't think we did. You know, oh, are we legally able to? <laughs> sure. No, I think we just, we'll just let's just tell everyone it's on the bonus episode. Go, like, listen to the yeah. bonus episode if you want to understand that joke. 
But anyway, the Lib Dems have formed for doing this, which is basically to to win uh, a by election and then just completely fuck it up at an actual like national level uh, at the next general election. Yeah, so, I mean, th- they'll, they'll let this go to their head as they always do, because you know, from now on, it'll be Ed Davey thinking he's going to be the next PM, like fucking Joe oh, Swinson. I, 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 if mm. he fucking starts calling himself the real opposition, like I know Labour's obviously fucking dog shit, but it just properly winds me up when they're calling themselves this shit because, you know, oh, we're doing the stuff that Labour can't do, which is win a single seat. <laughs> I mean, how many seats are Lib Dems on now? Like, See, it- I, I, what I want to see is the Unreal opposition. Mm. <laughs> what, are they all playing Unreal Tournament? They all have, they all have to play, like, Instajib. You know what Man, I mean? that would rule so hard. I miss Unreal Tournament Man, that, 2004. Like, doing, doing rocket jumps in the House of Commons would significantly we- liven up PMQs. Ready Politician 1, is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, Ready Player One's fucking shite. I just want to see video games in the House of Commons. Fuck Ready Player One, quite frankly. <laughs> no, Rob's just Rob's just wanting everyone to play video games in the House of Lords. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Have fun Can I just say this well? episode, David? I think, I think the reason... Uh, Ed, is it Dave? Is David editing this? Fucking hell! Right, okay, the brakes are off now, children. <laughs> Hi, David. Yeah, I, I think the reason Ed Davy had to use that little like child's hammer oh, from a Fisher Price sake. playset is because the real hammer was currently being used by Joe Swinson, the murder squirrel. <laughs> you think the Lib Dems have to share one hammer between them? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the the mammal killing hammer. <laughs> I think in, in conclu- by this in con- point she's probably worked her way up to dogs. You reckon? No, no, she's. <laughs> we couldn't it, possibly it's speculate. A, it's a thing for her, right? It's clearly some kind of disorder that's very focused. I, I don't think it's like a serial killer progression thing. I just think it's a genuine nah, psychopathic like hatred of squirrels. Right, right now she's on a riverbank somewhere, <laughs> fucking up a lot of otters. <laughs> in, in in conclusion. Um, let's make let's make politics more like Unreal Tournament and <laughs> yeah. like have the have have the government get actual flack from an actual flak cannon from the press. That would be pretty good. Or have the press like you know get hit with an actual flak cannon. Basically, bring back flak cannons is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 to be fair, I do feel feel bad for for Keith this this week because it's it's hard when people very near and dear to you who who are very close to you are are forced by circumstance to to not work with you anymore um jenny chapman has and unfortunately, only work with you and only work with them uh jenny chapman has unfortunately been removed uh, from his office uh she's now the new shadow brexit person uh apparently put, putting uh, is, that an, is that an official title is it shadow brexit person yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just lurking in the corner. <laughs> I think if you're Shadow Brexit, you have to like loom over the entire room. Like, I think you've got to cast a shadow on all proceedings. Isn't that how Brexit works? I'm not sure. I know it has something to do with a haunted mirror, so maybe having a shadow person there might might be good. The main, the main duties of Shadow Brexit person is like confiscating all the hammers from the Lib Dems. <laughs> So if you collect all the hammers, you get to be a real person again. You just you just protect the wildlife, you know what I mean? It's like... 
they, they think if they, they think if they reap enough souls, they'll like you know what I mean, be able to conjure a portal to the non-Brexit dimension. <laughs> yeah, this is the but, like it, it's gonna end. It's gonna end up like Event Horizon. <laughs> this so is they, sh- they probably shouldn't fuck with it. This is the the dark gritty reboot of Captain Planet, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, why not? Like buy these hammers combined. <laughs> oh no! We definitely like we're, we're we're melting in the heat, and without David present, there's something very weird and cursed going on. We are very we are very off road at the moment. <laughs> oh, this is absolutely this is absolutely going to be ten minutes long by the time we're fucking finished with that. I can hear it in Rob's voice. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm not doing a fucking edit. This is David, not David's problem. Yeah, I can hear that in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> to be and fair, that's nothing because, to lose. It's because you teed it up, motherfucker. <laughs> I thought we stopped talking about Unreal Tournament. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, the Batley and Spen also seems to be going very well. I mean, I know that's when. When's the election there again? I forget the date of that one. Uh, uh, July first, I think. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And are we are we going to talk about two hats Galloway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But, um, due to due to advo- advice from our solicitor, I'm not sure we can proceed on that topic. Why is he gonna is he gonna drive by one? <laughs> in answer to your question, I mean he is armed and dangerous, so he might. You never know. Rob, in answer to your question, after that bit, that almost definitely isn't making it in. The uh, <laughs> the date for the elect for the by election is the first of July. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, apparently Galloway has like 6% of the vote, and apparently uh, Labour is down by exactly 6%, so I'm not saying it's like a 100% switch, but it is fucking hilarious. And we do have to say on the on the side, on the, the non libelous side about George Galloway, that he is just a massive fucking opportunist prick who you shouldn't fucking trust to drink your bathwater, let alone anything else. It just... I'll be, I'll be oh, honest. He would absolutely, he would absolutely drink your fucking bathwater if you gave him the slightest chance. I wouldn't chance trust like... anyone to drink my fucking bathwater. I don't know what you get up to in Switzerland. Rob. Is, that, <laughs> is that what the cast? Is that what all the uh, um, butlers are for? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just loving the idea that he has to do a background check on the person who's come <laughs> to drink his bathwater before he lets them into the castle. <laughs> Have to make sure they're trustworthy for this important fucking job. Well, how was he going to get rid of that shit? I mean, to me, the amazing thing is, and like, it's just Galloway's been doing this in in seats with like a large minority Muslim population ever since the Iraq war. And like, the answer is not to piss a moan about George Galloway being George Galloway. The answer is don't be such a bunch of fucking dickheads as Labour. And, you know, then this guy doesn't happen. But because they have to be dickheads, Galloway keeps happening. Is yeah. See, I know Alistair, I know Alistair's question was rhetorical, but I imagine you could get rid. I'm, like when you say, "How do you get? How else are you going to get rid of that shit?" I'm picturing Rob turning up at the fucking Amazon landfill with a tanker full of bathwater now. <laughs> oh, we should be selling that shit on the uh, on the Patreon, really. Yeah. Yeah. You used bath. Wasted opportunity. <laughs> my my used bathwater. That'd be fucking amazing sales. <laughs> Can we put that on the Teespring? You reckon, Jamie? Can you make t- water yeah. into a t-shirt? If this, if this makes, if this makes it into the episode, I will make you a t-shirt. <laughs> That—that's the podcast praxis guarantee, right? Fucking there. If David keeps any of this shit, you can have a fucking t-shirt, man. <laughs> Apparently there's also uh, uh, apparently there's also going to be another uh, by-election in Wakefield. I have no idea what that is. Um, 
maybe question. That, that's not oh, confirmed okay. thought, yet. I've got relatives in Wakefield. <laughs> fun, fun side fact there for you. I know where that is. So where is that then? <laughs> is that where your relatives live? It's in Yorkshire. Yeah, it's in Yorkshire. <sighs> but yeah, uh, apparently the there's... very very great. Apparently, the sitting Tory MP might be standing down. Should I say it like that, James? Uh, because he's been accused of sexually assaulting a fifteen-year-old boy. Like, you know, he's not going to stand down unless it actually goes to trial and, you know, he's actually done I, for it. Do you reckon if, if, if uh, it ever came out in evidence or whatever, just one of those guys that just takes, hey, hi, hey, hi, how's it going? Which is all, all because of these, these <laughs> regardless of whether they're um, doing wrong things or not, this, these people just don't know how to speak to actual human beings, let alone... Uh, a child. I feel like I feel like we've really we've really lost the energy now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go back to fucking George Galloway's Punisher. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I watched that uh, Owen Jones uh, uh, thing where he went to Batley and spent, and Galloway does come across as like an utterly untrustworthy prick. I mean, extraordinary. I mean, the thing the thing that yeah, Galloway's well, got going for him is that some people vaguely remember him being somewhat anti-imperialist, or, you know, anti-American imperialism, like uh, in the aftermath of like the Iraq War, which is kind of the reality. But like, obviously, once you re- realize what he actually I'm, is, I'm I'm gonna do a joke based on the fucking cover of an anime like VHS I saw in. Uh, <laughs> In fucking like HMV about thirty years ago. <laughs> okay, but, go for uh, it. <laughs> George George Galloway in like someone should Photoshop George Galloway into gunsmith cats. <laughs> That's gonna be like if uh, one of our right, if, if you, you got that, dear listener, yeah, if let you, us know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I don't think that joke that joke probably I'm probably what I'm gonna get instead of people go, like one person going oh that was a really good joke thanks I'm probably gonna get like a hundred letters going actually that's not what Gunsmith Cats is about it's a common misconception but it's not actually you know about I mean? George Galloway <laughs> <laughs> after the mill dorks it's the anime dorks I remember the title um, and so I'm just hoping it's about cat girls with guns because then it like you know what I mean my George Galloway joke works <laughs> if not don't fuck it don't bother telling me because I don't care you know what I mean Please write into at cop respect to four twenty. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone does, I'm just going to redo that old tweet about like fucking. You know what I mean? Powering up like Naruto from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I, uh, oh, should we knock this fucking bit on the head? Yeah, let's, <laughs> now. Let's, let's. Uh, I was going to do uh, a thing about Brexit, but it's boring, and I don't think it's going to carry the energy. So uh, I thought for a change because we haven't done one in a while. I thought we'd do. Is there any way? Is there any way to tie it into Unreal Tournament? Uh, no, none whatsoever. Then fucking bin it. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see where we end up, Jamie. Yeah, and I thought instead because we haven't done one in a while, we haven't done a good reading series in a while, and I've pre- prepared a, a particularly cursed offering uh, for you that I think we'll all get a good kick out of. Uh, this one, this time, right. it comes again from America, home of of good content. Uh, this time, it's not the Orlando Sentinel, it's the Columbus Dispatch that I shall be reading from you. That's not a real thing. Now, again, it sounds like a fucking Dark Souls <laughs> boss, right? <laughs> it's, it's it really does. It's the newspaper does. of the Shadow Realm. 
<laughs> is all is all is anything that comes out of Japan the same to you, Rob? Like <laughs> fucking Yu Gi Oh, Dark Souls, like that yeah. anime that Jamie was talking about. Yeah, it's all the same thing. Yeah, it's all you know. <laughs> I mean, it basically all is berserk when you get down to it. But anyway, carry on, Rob. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this is an opinion piece written by Roger Valdez. Uh, and our, the title is uh, Landlord Feudal Outdated Term That Helps Paint Housing Providers as Villains. Oh, fuck all the way off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel like I've just wrapped my fists in, you know, a, a, a nice comforting layer of, you know, um, bandages. And I'm just, I'm plying the glue and I'm rolling them in broken glass in anticipation. Let's Has go. anyone ever explained to this guy what a fucking landlord is? Uh, yeah, many times, uh, as we'll, we'll get to, to this piece. Uh, first-of-its-kind legislation has been proposed in Ohio to change references in state law from landlord and tenant to housing provider and resident. <laughs> it may seem like a small chain. Yeah, that'll, that'll make everyone hate him less. <laughs> Uh, It may seem like a small change, but the shift is tectonic for housing. Oddly, the proposal will will prove controversial, you don't say. Can I just try and prefigure this? Is is changing uh, the language from landlord and tenant to whatever it is? Housing housing provider and resident. Yeah, is that just going to like undercut like hundreds of years of like tenant protections? Uh, pr- probably. I'm, I'm not sure yet, but uh, speaking of, of ancient uh, wording, this is the next line of the article, it would mean feudal terminology would be replaced in order to reflect the real relationship between people who provide and people who need housing. Often... In what manner... I just... <laughs> in what manner do they provide housing? They've done nothing! Yeah. They should really, they should really update it to reflect the the relationship by like changing it to bastard and victim. <laughs> <laughs> Between Ot- to Otter and like, Swinson. <laughs> I'm gonna be real blunt. Like the feudal terminology is very accurate. So, like to obfuscate the actual material arrangement, I think you will find would be the correct. But you know, let's 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 go with this. Let's see where this. Yep. Okay, we're strapped in now. Rob has has he's put us all on the rails of this thing, and we're trundling up to towards the top of the ramp, and we only just realise that this roller coaster doesn't have an end. So <coughs> go on, Rob. Often, housing providers in Ohio and across the United States oh, are. Is it is it is it going to go the whole article calling them housing providers? Yes. Uh, often. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'll use I'll use Jamie's updated terminology. Often, bas- God. often bastards in Ohio and the United States are small family-owned businesses, not powerful land barons. Updating language is an important first step to ref- accurately reflect this in the law, and it should lead to better policy. Why? Because. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, because they're mag- because it's because right, the people doing this they're magicians, and words matter. And to change the name of a thing, to evoke a different symbol, is to manifest a difference in the substance of the thing. Clearly, and that's the basis on which laws this, are made. This is right? from b- book three of the uh, Freemasons, isn't it, James? No, actually, like, you don't want to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole, Rob, trust me. We've already gone way off board anyway. Overall, about half of the 45 million rental units in the United States are owned and operated by individual, ordinary people, you know, NHS nurses and the like. Uh, of those, a study, a Harvard study found that a decline in low-cost units 
uh, brought the national housing stock down uh, all across the country. Essentially, you know, there's not enough low-cost housing anymore because it's all just been... I wonder who's responsible for the removal of low-cost housing. I wonder (laughs) if they are in any way connected to bastards. (laughs) If you ask the people who provide these small portfolios of housing, i.e., you know, NHS nurses with one spare apartment, why local housing option, the low-cost low housing options are disappearing, they will cite the swarm of rules and regulations combined with the COVID-19 eviction bans encouraging residents to withhold rent. Oh, my entire <laughs> Once again, it is... Do you know the- what I mean? Oh, there's just too much. There's just too many regulations. It's far too difficult. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withhold this house that I've got. Like, are you fucking yeah. like... Once again, the ideal outcome... Sorry, the sorry. ideal outcome for these fuckers is that you, regulations are cut back to such a point where the only box that is big enough for you to live in is a literal coffin. Yeah. And it'll cost the same as well. <sighs> I mean, essentially what it means is that the victims are, if you think about it, the real perpetrators. Uh, Worse, these small businesses, (laughs) i.e. being a bastard, many operated by people of color serving other people of color, have been made the villain in anecdotal stories about evictions. Meanwhile, bastards who rent single homes are seeing the value of their assets skyrocket. Uh, Sorry, did he just casually pick up a whole group of minorities and use them as shielding? Did I? Did I just happen in that yeah, exchange? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it did. It really is just layer upon layer of obfuscation. You can't. You can't be mad at these bastards because some of them are people of color. Yeah. Um. Quick chaff grenade of color. <laughs> a rainbow coalition of bastards from across the realm. Uh, the pressure. The thing that gets me about the thing that gets me about like the complaints about regulations and stuff is like how much of modern capitalism is like based on just fucking like complaining to the, like the manager. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we we can't make enough money by just like ruthlessly exploiting all the earth's resources that people need to survive. We're also going to complain to like the government that like it's we're just, oh, it's just too difficult to like make all this money hand over fist. Yeah. So instead, they're gonna like change the rules because, like, then we, like, you know what I mean. We can like get a bit more money yeah. out of it. I mean, you just appro- approach the Ohio regulators and say, "Look, we just want to take away the small clause that says we cannot harvest the blood of our victims when they fall behind in rent." Yeah, yeah it's like it's either complaining and asking for the rules to be changed, or it's finding a pretext under which to ignore the rules, but claim that you're doing a whole new thing that the rules don't apply to. See also dis- uh, disruption yeah. technological, yeah. Yeah. right? Like that. That's it. That's modern capitalism. Which is just, but yeah, it's just, it's just like, oh, you know, I, I've got, I rent out these like sixty homes um, to like uh, uh, to in total about ten thousand people. You know what I mean? We've got them living in like cupboards and stuff. And frankly, it's disgraceful. Like, I, you know what I mean? Disgraceful that I'm only allowed to write two articles a month in the New York Times about how well you, people used to live without a, an indoor toilet. Where's the Where's America's frontier spirit gone? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The pressure to simply sell a rental house to a buyer who will live in it is enormous. This is a dangerous. Then do it. <laughs> then do it. It's not hard. If it sucks so much to be a fucking bastard, then just sell your fucking Just stop being a properties. bastard. Just stop, you know, nobody's making you do this. Nobody's, George Galloway doesn't have a gun to your head and tell you to make you be a bastard. 
Look, I managed to go. Have you considered go, not being look, a bastard? I managed to go every single day without owning any rental properties, and I don't see why it's so hard. <laughs> uh, this, the, the, uh, this, the people, are bastards selling their houses to a buyer. Uh, that this would would be a dangerous loss of low cost housing supply. You know. So what? Law cost is doing a also, lot of fucking loss, work there. I have to say. What th- that presumes that nobody's going to be living there. It's only lost if the house disappears yeah, or the or home disappears. <laughs> the, 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 these the fucking useless assholes have no object permanence. It's like, oh, it's not my portfolio anymore, therefore it doesn't exist. Well, and it's also like if everybody sold the fucking houses, then the fucking value would crater and then actual normal human beings would actually fucking live in it. But no, these bastards have to squat on them vampire-like forever and like tell you that it's your fault when the mold comes creeping through the fucking walls. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just got an idea of like a Serbian vampire doing like a squat and a bunch of a pair of trackies and uh, it's very appealing to me. <laughs> I'd like to send a Soviet vampire to deal with all the landlords, to be perfectly honest. Just like, Levin, there is a fucking, there is a good idea for a movie or story there about a Soviet vampire who wakes up from, you know, after being staked in the heart during like the 80s or something, he wakes up and, you know, he sees the world has gone to hell um, and he's been transported to America by like looting of you know the People's Museum or but something yeah, like that. Vampire mouth. And he decides there you go. <laughs> That's some really immortal teachings. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, wouldn't it be great? Like the only ethical way he can proceed is to be a parasite to parasites. That'd be, like, that'd pretty, be pretty great. Uh, eviction is a rare occurrence. In Cincinnati, data became available that only 1% of the more than 160,000 rental units in the city were subject to eviction. So that's 1,600 units every year, which means more than five a day, uh, you know, of families being chucked out of their so can I home. So ju- can I check for what period? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. Right. I'm assuming yeah. it wasn't 2010 like or since COVID or before COVID. Well, I'm not sure why 2009 and 10 would be the uh, David. Like I don't. Oh, never mind. I just called you David, so I can't do the bit now. <laughs> wow. I was gonna. I was gonna say Rob. Did you just mix up 2019 and 2020? But my my brain just immediately went into it. <laughs> No, you can tell it's wrong because he's posted it in the wrong channel. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Eviction is a costly, lengthy, and emotionally draining last resort, especially. Okay, I've got. Wait, 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 wait. Well, I've got a solution. Uh, Then don't do it. Especially for smaller, (laughs) for smaller family business serving other families. Then, then don't do it. It's a very, very simple solution. Fuck, uh, do you know what I'm not having this where they they like, oh, we, do you know what I mean? Kicking a family out of their fucking, like, only shelter is, is do you know what I mean? It, it's torturous. It's like taking old yellow out behind the barn. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, woe is the fucking, like, bastard who does this. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm currently growing extra arms so I can flip more birds at this prick. <laughs> It, it also, fortunately, doesn't happen very often, even during the COVID crisis. Like, no, motherfucker, because there's a rent ban that you were complaining about two paragraphs up. Jesus Christ. And it still Christ. happens too often. Yeah. 
See, that's why I'm wondering if this if this figure is for during the COVID crisis, yeah, essentially, yeah. right? And that that sort of seems to confirm it, which means that it was probably a lot higher pre-COVID. But sure, Ch why not? Let, let's changing let's keep the going. term landlord would mean laws in Ohio would reflect this reality. People who work hard every day to serve their customers are housing providers, not impersonal wealthy interests bent on eviction. Just I'm sorry, every time, every single time, hard every day, landlord. Yeah. Work hard every single Wake day. Wake up and grind landlord. every day. Just I just I just want to say on on, <laughs> on, on the topic of hardworking landlords. I've lived oh. I've lived in the flat that I've lived in for six years now, coming up to six years. The sink in the bathroom has been smashed down one side. Uh, still usable, luckily, but it's very fucking sharp and dangerous if you touch it. Uh, oh, there's your fixed. there's your victim mentality at play again. I was saying. <laughs> Yeah, just just don't touch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, problem Simple. solves itself. Have you considered not living in the substandard property? <laughs> well, I've considered it, but I have actually grown quite accustomed to living indoors. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, well you know see, I mean. maybe this sounds like you should really. I mean, if, if it is too much of an inconvenience for you to live there with all these like minor problems, like just a move to that sink, um, move to that haunted Mister Blobby theme park. No one's using that. <laughs> Yeah, just continue to pay your landlord and yeah. leave. <laughs> Perfect. See, when you said rise and grind there as well, that fucking clown on Twitter the other day where it was like, oh, if someone offered me like, you know what I mean? Oh, the don't gross, get me the started. gross national product of China or five five quid a year for the rest of my life, I'd take the five <laughs> quid well, and people I had to point out to them whether it would take like, oh, like right. 11,000 years to make the same amount of money okay, or whatever. So, so someone, he it posted, like, no, but if you I had to spend it on tomatoes... <laughs> oh, this is the tomato yeah. guy. Oh, Basically, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Someone, someone suggested, like, you know, he, he said, hey, if I had to spend a million pounds now or 50 pounds a year for the rest of my life, I'd take your 50 pounds because it's all about that passive income, baby. And then people had to do the math to show how long it would take for that 50 pound a month yeah. to equal a million. What? Do you know what, though? The, the pro tip is if someone gives you a million pounds and then you just take, like, <laughs> some of that money every week, that's passive income. And it's all about that passive income, <laughs> baby. I know, right? It's just it's so so stupid. This set this set me off oh, on Twitter actually. But if you explaining bought, if you your bought, grind like, a million tomatoes <laughs> and then like fucking you know what I mean? They had tomato babies and then like you know what I mean? You, Pretty soon like, the earth would be tomatoes. covered in tomatoes and they'd all be yours. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're saying the basically the capitalism a system whereby you have two cows, <laughs> right? Fuck off. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing context uh. or something there, but. No, it's a laser-targeted joke on Rob. <laughs> capitalism is the system where you have a million tomatoes and everyone calls you that tomato <laughs> You fuck one tomato and then... <laughs> <laughs> well, how else are you going to get them pregnant to make tomato babies? You figure that out like, do you know what I mean? What I don't get is where do, where does the, the beans come in? Like we've got the tomato sauce, clearly that's covered. What about the beans? <laughs> that's a different podcast episode altogether. Well, uh, James, Jesus sorry. Christ! <laughs> Are we just all, like, can we just not keep names straight tonight? Is it first fucking first paid for Patreon episode goes out and we've blown all the money on drugs already? That's what's happening here. Do you know? I, I feel like David is like the proton at the centre of our atom that holds us all together, and we're just a bunch of electrons wildly careening uh, into each other. David's David's the cop. 
Do you know what I mean? Like he's not he's not here. We just we just found an autonomous zone. That's what's fucking happened. Like the destruction zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll try to read another bit from the article. Uh, just smashing up a bunch of Amazon like plasma tellies with a little like, Lib Dem toy hammer that yeah. splits every time. You and hit me and them. Jamie look at each other. Like, oh, I'm meant to be doing a podcast. <laughs> I, I genuinely. I feel like the coherence of this episode is breaking down and the bits are all running yeah, into each good. other. And, yeah, no. yeah, I really like it. Also, I'm fucking sweltering and I'm getting quite drunk of... Yeah, we don't have to edit it, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> Hello, David. <laughs> um, who will oppose this? He is going to murder us all. <laughs> Let's get back to the article. <laughs> will he use a small toy hammer to do it, is my question. No. Or will he be like... The entirely fictional Unreal Tournament character. Galloway and shoot us all with his guns. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Who will oppose this change in legal wording? Groups that benefit groups that benefit from evictions, like attorneys who represent defendants in such action in uh, in such actions, they like the notion that their client is a feudal tenant bound to the land and subject to the whim of a lord. But if there is a power imbalance, <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait before you start. But if there is a power imbalance between consumers and bastards, if. it isn't the wealth and power of the bastards. It's scarce housing. Uh, Controlled by the <laughs> bastards! What the hell? Yeah, oh, now. Oh. Also, I like when you first when you first started that sentence of who will contest these changes. I was thinking, is that like a rhetorical question? Like who will rid me of this meddlesome priest? Like could get behind yeah. that. And you know, I like this. It's such a classical notion that like the the, the, the they did the same with uh, like medical reform in the US as well, like uh, uh, universal healthcare. That like the first thing oh, yeah. we have to tackle is the outrageous like. Uh, uh, payments made by people who've like had the the wrong leg chopped off and shit that like you, you have to do uh, malpractice insurance first rather than just fixing the fucking housing market and just getting rid of all the bastards <laughs> like i mean I, I haven't done the research because obviously it's not a premium episode but i'm willing to bet that <laughs> that like the, the the amount of money attorneys make on housing disputes in low income like low rent housing is incredible. Oh yeah, I imagine that's no, I imagine that's sky high because you know, like, I mean, this this all sort of feeds into the same fucking mythos of like the welfare queen, the people who are like living at large at like essentially the bottom end of the society. Uh, well, you know, there you you say it right, but there it is. There is a feudal term that we really need to get rid of, right? Welfare queen. Because, you know, I mean, it, just that outdated language comes with it with a picture of material arrangements, which is not all reflective of reality. And if it's like that for welfare queen, surely it's like that for landlords, too. Well, I propose that we change welfare queen to welfare king. <laughs> There's a lot to think about there. Yeah. Welfare royalty, make it, you know, gender neutral. I think that's more reflective of the age. And Welfare monarch or well welfare sovereign. There we Doll go. King 2021. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing that pisses me off is like landlords constantly complain like, oh no, I'm just a small bean landlord. Your problems are with those like large industrial landlords that factory farm the housing or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, no, nah. <laughs> fuck you, mate. You're all getting the wall. 
I mean, that's what that we joke, right? But that is what they all want to do. They want to do factory farming tenancy. You know, cram yeah. everyone in the smallest space possible and pump them full of antibiotics to keep them paying I mean, rent. I'm, like that, that is, I don't know is if you guys dream. saw, but it was I think today or yesterday in the news that BlackRock, like one of the largest investment pools of money in the entire world, is oh, getting yeah. into like buying. I thought I thought BlackRock were the uh, private military. No, guys. that's Blackwater. No, that year that was Black. Yeah, a couple of iterations ago, it was Blackwater. Then it was XR. Then it so BlackRock. BlackRock are the guys that did all those RPGs in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, Jamie. <laughs> Carry on, Rob. Uh, but they're like Black BlackRock Capital is getting into like rental properties in a big way. They just bought like a giant housing, mm. uh, uh, well, like a big, big bastard corporation that owns sixteen thousand rental properties. So you know the the next the next big fucking real estate bubble isn't going to be people with mortgages. It's going to be rent extraction. You know because they'll just turn up yeah. the dial on the on on the rent infinitely until nobody can fucking pay anymore pretty much more housing supply means better prices for families who need it and more choices in the market i wish whoever the fuck wrote this has never sat down with with someone to have them have explained to them what supply of housing actually means again the object permanence thing (laughs) is the only thing that can explain any of this it also doesn't account for like the vast amount of rental properties, especially in like high rent areas like London and San Francisco, and New York, and elsewhere. Oh yeah, I was but, like say, this is um, fucking empty. You... It's just standing yeah, there because but... it's an investment product and not really meant for humans to live in. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so fucking infuriating. Whenever like, uh, whenever landlords just think that they are anything other than a parasite on size. I mean, fucking even Winston Churchill recognised how much of a parasite they were. Yeah, I think even Adam Smith yeah. recognised it as well. Uh, Ohio, yeah. Ohio can lead nationally by changing the archaic terminology to reflect the reality of the housing economy. Housing providers, i.e. bastards, work as hard and as close to the margin often as the victims they serve. I, I'm sure you're working, please? Yeah. <laughs> This is, I mean, this I is mean, more of just fucking. I mean, you could say you could say anything. You know, there are there are yeah, infinity houses. Like, it's we've solved the housing crisis. There you go. Can we uh, can we change the name of murder so I don't feel so bad when I'm doing it? <laughs> Ex- uh, <laughs> extreme cuddle, your your bastard today. <laughs> Yeah, as we've established before, like, you know, kiss yeah. your boss and cuddle your <laughs> landlord. Cuddle him very, very tightly indeed. Um, the best way to solve housing problems is not with adversarial language in the law, but to collaborate. Oh, adversarial language, my fucking ring piece, you cunt. <laughs> but, but to collaboratively increase the housing supply and options for all Ohioans and Americans. I love this. Like, I, I want to collaborate with well, it's you. Like, it's like, it's, it's just like know? collaboration in the fucking sense of the Saw movies. It's like, I want to play a game. Do you want to live somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> just get the fucking shock collar you know, on. Yeah, Jigsaw is a, an active and valued participant, and the game couldn't happen if he wasn't collaborating with the nice people who he traps in his, de- yeah. his death machines. Like, that's the just thing how it works. To, to have happen is to have everybody in the death machine collaborating with Jigsaw, because then it would be better. If we just had death traps everywhere, have you considered that as an alternative? 
Anyway, that's the uh, that, that's the piece. Uh, just so you know, uh, the guy, the author, Roger Valdez, is the director of the Center for Housing Economics, a Seattle-based policy center researching, and James, you'll like this, yeah, researching progressive supply-side solutions to housing scarcity. Supplies. Oh, there it yeah. is. Supply-side solutions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right, baby. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, I can just hear the Adam Smith Institute just getting a little bit hard at that one. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. I mean, this Pro tip, listener, if anyone ever says they're involved in supply-side solutions or anything supply-side economics or anything like that at all, what they basically mean is biased in the interests of capital. <laughs> well, they also have strong feelings about ephebophilia. I think that is something we can definitely say. Yeah, I bet that the guy writing this article like knows the age of consent in every state. <laughs> well, he might very I well wonder, do. He is a lawyer by training. I wonder. I wonder if in all of their research they've ever worked out where it is houses come from. <laughs> they just, or, or are they just like autochthonous? They just spring out of the ground fully formed. They think cavemen just act. Just just what caves were just what they what cavemen called like an apartment. They say. I mean, this is. Uh, um, it's, it's, it, I thought houses were the same as tomato. If you have two houses, they can just infinitely grow more houses. Like I just uh, that you just so Rob just posted a picture of the author in our Discord, and this one is yes, getting reposted on a fucking timeline. It so is because it looks like a relative of Gorka, basically. Jamie's losing his shit over the discovery of this kind of guy. You can't just post wizards at me, man. What the fuck? He's, he's, so a literal, <laughs> he's a literal goateed villain. <laughs> he looks he looks exactly exactly like, right? He got run off something awful in 2006 for repeat, repeatedly posting asking how to get a skid mark out of a couch. <laughs> If you look closer, you'll see this guy in the uh, Goon Camp album. <laughs> he looks he looks like a rejected extra from one of the later Harry Potter films, basically. Complete with a fucking green tie and like, you know, slightly you know ominous expression. Do you want should, should we should we round off this episode? No, 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 because I have I have something else. Oh, we, need to, we need to recover we it. Yeah, we can't we can't finish it. We've done 70 minutes and I think like the first 10 minutes of that was me talking about fucking like PDFs. So I think we've got like we've got an hour here that's before we cut 40 minutes of fucking content. Oh, like, Jesus so Christ. I have one more piece for you uh, instead of Corbett or Corbettariat because I think we deserve a, a change of pace. Uh, <laughs> yes, you could say that. Um, oh, this is. Um, are we done? Are we done talking about fucking uh, Gandalf? Yeah, there, are we talking about <laughs> huge fucking rip on Gandalf out of nowhere? <laughs> last bit instead of doing comment or commentary i thought we'd make a change um and i found um a sort of what do you call them again like advice columns what are they called again on uh, ask on. agony on yeah an ag agony on agony thing. this is yeah. an agony on thing 
Is this is this a yeah, real this is one? An actual real one. No, no, no. This that? is not that terrible okay, skit okay. that we had to cut over because it was garbage. But the uh, this is the agony aunt uh, from a website called Market Watch, um, and oh, <laughs> I love me. to go to a Market Watch to get my agony advice. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the guy writing uh, there's not this. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, I, I, I highly doubt this is going to be middling. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, de- <laughs> dear aunt bastard. <laughs> Um, all of my victims have unionized. What do I do? Uh, it's not quite that, but uh, shall I just start reading? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a name for the author, but it would but that I did. Dear Market Watch, I am 40... 40- Hopefully they're not a fucking like, sorcerer. <laughs> I am 49 years old and my wife is 34. We have two children under the age of two and twin girls age 11 from a prior marriage. Uh, their college plans are fully funded, and I save uh, even more for the other two kids so they can also go to college. I've had a good career in technology and make about three hundred thousand US dollar a year. We max out. Jesus. Okay. We okay. max out all our retirement vehicles, and we have zero debt aside from our primary home. We also have approximately right. eight income residential properties that net us about six thousand pounds a month. Six thousand dollars per month after all expenses and mortgages. Passive income. Guillotine. Go on, just loading the billets, <laughs> carry on. Our monthly... Guillotine! <laughs> Between me and my wife, we have 1.7 million in uh, pension and savings and about 500,000 US dollar in cash after tax savings in different uh, accounts. All our- I didn't know fucking Smaug was writing in, Jesus. <laughs> um, so here comes the, here comes the kicker. Uh, I'm 49, my, my wife is 34. We have four kids and have $2.3 million saved. I earn $300,000 a year, but I lose a lot of sleep worrying about tomorrow. When can I retire? So I think this is something... Uh, I, I'd well, like to go by all of you and then ask... Would be my how, answer. How do you think this guy should retire? Because it sounds like he's in trouble. Suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) I want to retire and have my wife retire, which sounds incredibly ominous. (laughs) It sounds like like it's going to wound her in some way that she can't leave. I don't know why. Uh, when I, I want to retire and have my wife retire when I am 58, if I'm not forced to retire sooner. I obsess over retirement calculators and see if I can achieve this, but one tells me I'll be fine and the other says I'll be short and run out of money in 20 years. How? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. I don't... I always... You know, it always fascinates me when people earn... Does this motherfucker <laughs> eat diamonds? What? Yeah. How the no, fuck? it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right, okay, I actually... I'll answer this one seriously because what's not been mentioned in this is he's not actually given us his no, expenses. Sorry, he's uh, not given our, us what his outlays are. Target expenses are between ten thousand and twelve thousand dollars on the high end. A month. A month. Right. Yes. Okay. Fucking yeah. Hell, okay. So and it, it, like here's the thing: it's not he's not broken it down, which makes it even harder, right? Because without being able to read that line that says candles $9,000, I'm not sure say, we can really advise him. How much do you think he's spending on guillotine insurance? <laughs> Not enough. He's yeah, giving hopefully. all his money to that fucking wizard to change the the, the, the housing names. <laughs> Do you know? I I can't fucking like. I just. I, do you know what I mean? I like genuinely think my my fucking like well of hatred is like you know what I mean bottomless for these fucking people. 
just just imagine writing to a fucking website like, oh, I make more money every month than like some people see in a fucking year, and like I'm worried it's not enough. Just fucking. Like, I genuinely the the other day, um, so I so I bought a lottery ticket on a whim a couple of weeks ago, and to check it easily, I installed the National Lottery app, which lets you do like you just scan the the what you call it um qr code and it just tells you if you've won or not or how much and uh joy of joys i won like 11 quid so great super thank you um but i then probably forgot about it until national lottery popped up a push notification on my phone to tell me that on monday there was this um set for life oh, kind of thing this draw apparently this is a thing yeah. it's, a, it's a draw if you play it if you win, they give you £10,000 a month of uh, 30 years, basically, right? Um, that is less than, you know, converted to, you know, like-for-like currency, yeah. that's less Especially than this guy's already ha- He already has 2.3 million in assets, which you wouldn't have if you if you get that yeah. lottery. Uh, no, it's incredibly unlikely, at least. Like, I genuinely, if you give me £10,000 a month, I'm not sure I could spend it all. Genuinely. I'm not sure I could figure out a way to, is to the, blow um, that. Is the Agony Ant's like, suggestion that he saves money on airfare by moving closer to Little St. James? <laughs> I, I mean, the, the answer of, of the, the Agony Ant is incredibly dull, and it's just like, here's ways to you know save your money and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's nothing in, interesting that's in there, but it's just like... You are a very special boy. It's okay. It's I, I want to retire because I'm going to be an older father and love my wife and children very much. So if I can maximize my time with them not working, but but not sacrificing too badly on expenditures. So I want to retire. I don't want to do my job anymore. At 58, by the way, none of us on this fucking podcast and anybody listening is not going to fucking retire yeah. at 58. I can guarantee you well, that. I intend to be dead by 58. I think we will. Yeah, like... Uh- I, I strongly suspect that there's two options here, which is either we're going to be dead or we're still going to be recording these fucking podcasts at 58. Like, that's that's how it's yeah. going to go. And you're going to be there with us, listener. <laughs> that's 15 years' time for me, right? And I think yeah. by then, the entire United Kingdom will be, like, just the, the fucking Amazon destruction yeah. zone. Yeah, we'll all just be taken to the also, Amazon. I, I, planes, just, planes just fly over and just drop TVs <laughs> on one. <laughs> It's like small huddled communities that are left that make shelters out of broken down uh, flat screen TVs or some shit. Eating eating rats rats and dead squirrels, chasing them with a hammer through the last remaining tree. Bold of you to assume the squirrel genocide will not have completed (laughs) by then. Anyway. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild in like the post-apocalyptic times when like you know what i mean mankind or whatever replaces us rises like once more and builds new civilizations and like where we had like you know all the fucking like oil made out of dinosaurs they're just finding all these rare earth metals that we fucking like you know what i mean yeah they like all oh, these these tvs must be the fossil of some ancient beast <laughs> like compressed in the fucking like in the sediment and turned into like fucking lithium batteries or some shit <laughs> it's just gonna be fucking mental you know what i mean we occasionally we keep coming across these sites that say nothing of honor is commemorated <laughs> here and we think they're religious sites of some kind and we found the the ur site the holy of holies was just this entire island which is covered in these strange formations and it says nothing of value is buried here i was gonna say they should definitely put like no great deed is esteemed here <laughs> on the fucking blue passports <laughs> <laughs> but it's just should be the first line of the national anthem, to be honest, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of that fucking, like, better 
Stong or yep. whatever the fuck they were on that about today. Britain, you know Britain, I mean? Great Nation or whatever the fuck that that new song. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah that, it's just ju- that fucking. It's great. Horse it's shit. just Juche, but like British flavored. It's fantastic. I love it. It's not even that good. Like that would be so it's, much better if it was Juche. Like you know, fucking Kim Jong Il or Sun or whatever. Which one of you bastards in charge? Come save me. Did you just call Kim Il Sung? Uh, well, landlord? I mean, yeah. He's in charge of the state, and if the state owns all the houses, then he is a landlord. Damn, much to think about there. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, makes you think. <laughs> all right, Rob, give us another another I don't agony have article. One. This, is, this is it. I mean, I could uh, I could have a have a look if I could find another fucking one. Oh, do you want to do you want to no. go and get us some comment 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 or commentary? <laughs> we'll wait. We'll just fill time. <laughs> have an ice cream or something. <laughs> go on, Rob. Have a little trip to conservative women and like you know. Ah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Where we're at now? It's like <clears throat> that fucking The Simpsons. You know when Lisa's ringing the Corey hotline, <laughs> and the lads mm. just reading the fucking like list of words that rhyme with Corey out of the dictionary. <laughs> That's us right now because we didn't have an adult present at this recording. <laughs> I mean, I really thought that this like relation, like uh, advice bit, would have lasted longer. But then I would have, should have seen it coming. That would have just been guillotines for everybody, which is a f- perfectly. <laughs> No, I mean we did. We did like. I mean, you'd be, you'd think it might have lasted longer, given that, like, you know what I mean. A, the merest mention of George Galloway gave us like half an hour of solid life. <laughs> but a, apparently, <laughs> apparently, we can't just turn it on on a whim. <laughs> no, you got to. We got. We got a tolerance. We're like addicts. We built up oh, a wait, certain sorry, degree me, I, of I, tolerance. I will, let me actually read a little bit from the agony art answer. There are some bits in here that are actually worth reading, that, especially the opening paragraph. Uh, dear read. Dear reader, even even with 1.7 million US dollar in retirement accounts and another 500,000 saved and don't really don't really don't like that even with yeah, the start there. And <laughs> that, that that doesn't that doesn't point to good things as far as it's I can sa- tell. It's the sound of a gun cocking really when you think about <laughs> right, it. Yeah. Even with even with 1.7 million US dollar in retirement accounts, an additional 500,000 saved and multiple income sources, I understand why you may be worried about the future. <laughs> Yeah, because there's all these people with pitchforks and, like, (laughs) sides that seem to be gathering outside of my fucking uh, mansion. (laughs) Yeah, as it it turns out, they weren't actually your residents. They were, after all, your victims. Um, (laughs) You have a family that relies on you, and unexpected twists and turns of a pandemic certainly don't help. The good news is, retirement at 58 may very well be within your reach, financial advisor said. I should fucking oh, hope relief. so. You earn $6,000 a month in just by being a bastard. Like, can you not retire on six... Uh, fuck. I don't... I do want to know this guy's fucking out, outgoings. That is just fascinating to me. Like, what the fuck he's spending his money on. He's spending all his fucking money on uh, funding dipshit endeavors like that fucking institute that doesn't know how where houses come from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you just choose to scale back from a full-time job and work a little bit, such as such as a consultant or freelancing, you could have even more flexibility. I want to just take issue with the fact that the suggestion that this guy does any actual work. Well, he works in the tech industry, so you know, no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's so fucking-, fucking zero, like like that fucking um, uh, I saw I think it was some magazine did like a. Uh, 
like phoned a bunch of CEOs and like oh, yeah. C-suite types, uh-huh. and it's like ninety percent of their time is spent like in uh, <laughs> like in and around meetings where nothing is achieved, and the other ten percent is like in yoga. Yeah, it was like dinners was yeah, like ten no, percent. They had, to, or they had right? to put on. <clears throat> yeah, they they had to basically put on all their non-work activities yeah. to make yeah. it seem like they had a yeah, busy. Yeah, cracking week. a wank out between like <laughs> business calls counts as like personal time, and I've got to put that on the fucking pie chart. Yeah, they were they were including like the commute and lunch and all this other stuff that you would be shot for if you were like you know just the average worker. If you try to get paid for that shit, you'd be on a one way ticket to the fucking Amazon destruction zone, <laughs> where the great the great robot machines just like roam around like putting people into the fucking matrix or whatever. Maybe, maybe I mean this is maybe we will finally is, end up with those uh, robot dinosaurs like in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That would actually be kind of cool because you could make them out of old televisions. That'd be awesome. Like if you could choose your post-apocalyptic future after all of this is said and done, rather than the fucking you know annihilation we so richly deserve. Like you could go, you could do worse than like you know the Zero Dawn dinosaurs. Yeah, that thing. actually did, that did look kind of cool. I have to, uh, you know, I will be honest. Well, I wouldn't know because I don't own a PlayStation. <laughs> Maybe I should go and steal one from like Amazon's landfill. <laughs> well, I mean, the chances are extremely high that in those giant bins there are at least a few uh, of them. You know? Oh no, almost certain. Like they can't. They've been discounting PlayStation fours. Like so. Okay, full story. I've been trying to get a PlayStation five, and can I get one? Can I? <laughs> fuck. Um, and why? Because of this, I've been typing PlayStation Five into all websites that I come across. <laughs> and, Red Tube, uh, Pornhub. <laughs> for some reason, I mean, at this point, sure. I'd like you know, it, we got your PlayStation Five, but it's a bit sticky. At this point, I'll deal with it. Anyway, like they've still been popping up like PlayStation Fours, and I've just been noticing the numbers getting lower and lower and lower. So, like, presumably they are headed to the destruction zone at this point. <laughs> I, I do, I do want to say you know, though, like, you know the the question, the question that like really is like is being begged to be asked here is how many new graphics cards do you think are in that landfill as people like queue around the block to spend four grand on the latest geforce because like i mean the fucking bitcoin dipshits and you know I, what I mean and, and like hard drives get ever more expensive because of bitcoin dipshits and you know what i mean and like so on and so forth how much like computer technology do you think is in a skip somewhere because like i mean it, I don't know actually, Jamie, because um, MSI have re-released like a 970, I think it is, GeForce, basically. Like, basically, they're like, oh, whenever we sell anything new, it gets snapped up right away by Bitcoiners. I guess our only option is to re-release something that's so old that it'd be useless for Bitcoin mining, but might still be yeah, like that. You know, yeah. they'll just, do you know what I mean? People keep saying they go, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do graphics cards that aren't as good for Bitcoin mining. That way, the Bitcoins are they're still gonna fucking buy it. If the people, if they had any fucking sense whatsoever, they wouldn't they be wouldn't mining be Bitcoin, the would they? I mean, speaking of of good sense, though, here is here is some uh, further good advice from a financial planner called Jeremy Finger. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> that absolutely sounds like some obscure sexual act, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah, I gave, I gave the Mrs. Jeremy's finger the other night. Oh. Gone into everyone tonight. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, because the three of us absolute 
absolute <laughs> lack of oversight is what this is. I'm on night. It's just nobody else can, be, nobody but David can be trusted to manage this podcast because I'm just such a creeping fucking influence on everyone else. Yeah, do you know, honest what it is, I've had such a shit weekend. Right? I've had a really, really rough time that um, this is just like all the, me like letting out all the stress in the most inappropriate way possible. Honestly, this is day three of podcasting for me in a row after the premium one, and I did leftover last night, so this is day three of me podcasting, and it Oh, and I bet you fucking behaved yourself yeah, there and all, didn't you? <laughs> yeah? He's just, he's been filling his, he's been filling, he's got like a swear jar, which is, it's not quite a swear jar, but it's whenever he goes to make crack a pedophile joke and he can't, he puts it in the jar and now he's emptying the jar in this podcast episode. I've just got, James just got like some kind of contrarian force field around him. <laughs> like if he was, if he was caught in the fucking destruction zone of Amazon, all of the fucking destroyed graphics cards would be like reconstituting themselves out of sheer, you know... Yeah, and badly rendering video. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jeremy Finger had a few other thoughts. About- <laughs> <laughs> be careful performing that one. I hear it can end in a prolapse. I had a few other thoughts on your situation. He suggested consulting an attorney about placing your rental properties in a limited liability company to protect yourself. I.e., if the fucking if your victims get angry, they just sue the LLC and there's no money in there. So like you can just fucking shank your tenants even more. So I'm not even fucking listening at this point. I'm just picturing Jeremy Finger looking at the, the couch and going, well, if the dry cleaners can't get it out, we'll just have to fucking burn it. Chuck it in the destruction zone. <laughs> Maybe the couch is at the epicentre of the destruction zone. Maybe that's what started that feature, and it's just been drawing defunct <laughs> things to it ever since. It emerged from the shadow realm, possibly. <laughs> uh, that's an extremely rare Yu-Gi-Oh card. Do you, yeah. Do you think our do you think our actual post-apocalyptic future is basically going to be Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl, except it's going to be like fucking this destruction zone full of old graphics cards and shit, with people venturing in to find strange artifacts formed by the contrary power of the psychosphere of Jamie's mind as he sleeps eternally <laughs> dreaming at the center of it in a sarcophagus made from like an old couch right, with a stain on it. I'm going to read you Bob Will sentence from the uh, Agony Odds, and then we're going to knock this fucking episode on the head because it's maybe my favorite bit because. <laughs> This is many paragraphs in. Um, if this is not of interest of, to you, comma, do the work yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the most ludicrous suggestion in that entire response. <laughs> anyway, dear listeners, I hope you have enjoyed whatever the fuck is left of this episode after David gets all of it. Do you want to maybe do that again, like with just yeah, a fucking but... like tiny like crumb of professionalism, <laughs> just so that David doesn't lose his shit entirely? I think right. All right, let, can, let me uh, okay right. do, do it. Anyway, I think it's about time that we uh, knock this uh, this episode on the head. Uh, I sincerely hope you've all enjoyed us having several tiny strokes and meltdowns. Uh, before we go, I would like to plug that, as I've just said, I was on a Leftover podcast with Arjun and Nikita. Um, this will be out on Thursday, so theirs will be out tomorrow somewhere on Friday. So look out for that, and we'll put a link to their podcast in the show notes because it's a good one anyway 
And one more quick reminder for you to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PraxisCast, where our first ever premium episode is available. And also put a link to the uh, Teespring store where you can buy many fine t-shirts, some of which will be made available freely or not, depending on your mailing in. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) God help us all. And remember, be kind to your bastard today. Bye. Good night. Yeah. I know you go. taking a fucking week off again.